0: hello comic creators welcome back to the Comics connection podcast where we're here to talk to you about the intricacies of the business and creative side of having a comic book career i'm gamal the gentleman next to me is andy and this is our first podcast of 2024 andy how are you feeling about 2024 so far uh
1: mainly sick um mainly sick I just been under the weather. But 2024 looks awesome because to say anything other than that is to admit defeat early.
0: Okay. Well, in as a not so great segue to our main story, we're going to be talking about the main question that we wanted to start talking about in 2024 is what is the best distribution channel or distribution process for emerging independent comic book creators, just to give a little bit of background when we say, well, what is a distribution channel? Distribution at its fundamental core is how are you going to get your story from your computer into the hands of your readers? Now there's, in general, there's online distribution, whether you're talking about Webtoon, Comicsology, or things like that. There's Print distribution, and then you're talking about direct market, bookstores, libraries, conventions, and then there's hybrid elements where you're selling things on your website or you're selling things and venues that are not traditionally comic book venues. So there are a lot of different permutations of distribution, and each one of those permutations is what we refer to as a distribution channel. Now, Andy, as a comic book publisher who has been involved in a lot of different distribution channels, what is your perception of the current state of comic book distribution in 2023 going into
1: 2024? Um, Fragmented, I think, is the word I would use. Um, I know that that comes with a bit of a negative connotation to it or at least I think it does and I don't really mean it in a negative way but what I mean by that is different projects are going to find success in different distribution channels Mm -hmm. Um, and so certain projects are going to find much more success maybe being crowdfunded or going to the direct market or going into bookstores than they will you know some other some other way you know so Mm -hmm. um and a lot of it and it's not all just on like what genre is it or who the audience is it's it's uh it has to do with who the creators are it has to do with the concept of the book it has to do with all those sorts of things and so it's not always easy to guess correctly um which is why most established publishers distribute in multiple channels for most of their projects um, because sometimes you're wrong so like you know for example cx has digital distribution we have direct market distribution we have bookstore distribution we also do some crowdfunding um, and most of our projects hit all of those places because Mm -hmm. we may think hey this is going to be primarily a direct market book but every once in a while we're wrong and it does fine in the direct market but it actually does better digitally or crowdfunding or or what have you so it helps to 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 hit them all but it also helps a lot to target and kind of have an idea of where you think it's going to do best so that you can put the bulk of your efforts um in that area and then if you find out you're wrong and it's hitting somewhere else adjust quickly <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well i think the idea of multiple distribution channels and kind of hedging your bets across each channel is something that when we talk in Comics Connection about it, it's a model that we borrow directly from the movie industry. Because when you think about the movie industry, what you're actually, most people are thinking about is what's called a theatrical release when it comes out in the movie theaters. But where, when you're talking about how a movie actually makes money, it actually makes money Across eight to 15 different distribution channels, theatrical is one, and then streaming is another. And then, believe it or not, some people still have cable, cable is another, then network TV, then affiliate TV. You have international distribution, you have um physical media distribution, you have um, what's that other thing, airport airplane ships, and other things like that. So, the more. And each in each distribution channel, the audience or the actual amount of revenue may get smaller and smaller with each new iteration because the longer the tail, the less you're going to have down the line. But after you cross the first the first distribution channel, or maybe the first two or three, everything else, in most cases, is profit. So it makes more sense to not necessarily rely just on crowdfunding. If you think you're going to get a crowdfunded book, but understand that a lot of your, a lot of your, maybe you're covering your cost might come from your crowdfunding. And then once you get to the direct market, you get to bookstores because A, they have a longer payout. And that's the other thing that we need to talk about. When we talk about distribution channels. the um, The amount of time it takes money to get back to you relative to when the book is released is significantly different in each channel um Andy, you have a much better handle on what those time frames are but comparing like crowdfunding to direct market to bookstore, I mean how long do you have to wait for the money in each channel?
1: Generally in crowdfunding, you're just waiting maybe a couple of weeks after the campaign closes um, and then you get the the funds. And then, you know, and then it's up to you to then spend those funds to ship the product out or have it printed or whatever, printed and shipped, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So the funds come most quickly, probably through crowdfunding. Um, The direct market, which is generally we're talking about Diamond or Lunar for the hobby shops for comics. Mm -hmm. um, They're not fast, but they're relatively quick um so lunar pays a little bit more quickly than diamond does but you know you solicit a book a couple months later it's actually on sale uh which means you've printed it and delivered it to them and then they've delivered it to the stores and then it's on sale and then it's usually three to six months after that that you're getting paid for it Mm -hmm. um which is a pretty long lead time you know if you start going into the well, what's it take to actually you know the cost of creating that story and all that stuff and then getting all your files together getting it printed all that sort of stuff that's a really long cycle especially if you are on sort of a monthly um, if you're on a monthly grind you know mm-hmm. so like you could be working on issue 7 right when you start to get money for issue 1 um uh so that can be tough <laughs> challenging and then the book market is even longer because they send the book out and then they send the, um, then they get sales from bookstores, but then they also hold on to it because bookstores can return the books, so that is even longer, and you don't get the full amount. So you know, let's say we send out a thousand books to bookstores that are that are you know purchased by the bookstores, we might get paid for half of those after after about a year, um, mm-hmm. and then they hold some of that money in reserve because they are expecting returns to come back in and then if when they return the book you don't get a dime for that it's not like it's not like you keep a dollar for Mm -hmm. that um and so that's a very the book market is very scary because it takes a long time and you print and then you hope that they sell through and then if they don't you're stuck with a whole bunch of inventory that cost you a bunch of money to print and then you're you got to figure out how to move that inventory Um, hopefully in a way that, you know, covers your costs and still make some profit, what have you. Mm. So those are the basic, those are the, those are the big timelines. Those are kind of the three biggest uh, buckets.
0: Now, in terms of, because I know this is something that we've been talking about more and more in our discussions in Comics Connection, in terms of direct to consumer, which is basically you're selling it on your website, or you're selling it through Amazon, or you're selling it at conventions. Um, how does that play into, how does that fit into the distribution model if you know that you're going to try to hit things like crowdfunding and comic shops and bookstores?
1: Uh, most of the directed to consumer stuff is sort of after it's on sale in shops right or Mm -hmm. like the day that it goes on sale in shops will release it you can pre-order it on our website but we won't actually ship it out until after stores have had a chance to sell it Mm -hmm. um and part of that is just sort of a good faith effort um for for the retailers who are putting some faith in you and buying your book in the hopes that they can sell it you don't want to undercut uh your partners. So that's how we do um that's how we do it with sort of regular comics coming out in in comic shops. Um and then you just kind of market it the same way you market anything else. There are a lot of people that don't have a comic shop near them Mm -hmm. um or aren't interested in finding one and they really, you know, they just like this one genre or they just like this one creator or they heard about it wherever and they're not really interested in trying other things and they just want their one thing. And then you send it out to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, and then in terms of conventions, it's the same sort of deal. You can do, you can do like an exclusive version for a convention. Um, So you go to, usually you do this for a larger convention, you know, you'll bring, you know, a New York Comic-Con exclusive cover on Mm -hmm a special issue of something but um so you can only get it there and you, you're trying to drive interest and people come to your booth and hopefully they'll pick up some other books while they're there right so and that's one of the things that a lot of publishers don't talk about is trying to like you're selling one thing but what you're really you're really trying to sell the whole brand the whole table so to speak mm-hmm. um not that i ever expect anybody to buy you know one of everything but um that's really part of the game is is it's great to sell you one comic but if you like one of our comics maybe you'll like three of our comics right Right. um you know so the direct-to-consumer stuff is more hand selling and it's more relationship-based which is not to say that selling to retailers isn't relationship-based because it it most certainly is
0: Mm -hmm. now i want to talk i guess go into just go into the weeds a little bit in terms of once you have all of your distribution channels and let's say you're trying to promote the book online, how do you go about deciding where you're going to send people? Like, let's say they're on social media, they see your the image of your cover, you have a link for them to click. What link, where is that link taking them? Is that taking them to the comic shop to buy the book? Is that taking them to your website to buy the book? Is that taking them... <laughs> sorry to the crowd we're both like just coughing into the podcast and just make probably just making everyone sick who listens to this. Um is that going to your crowdfunding campaign? Where is that link particularly going when you're like marketing your book online?
1: So we uh we may do this differently than other than other um than other publishers do but you know on social media and stuff the 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 best thing to do we've found is have a link to our website so if we're pushing one particular comic or you know trade paperback or something we'll put the link to that page on our website but that page on our website has you know before you would order it from us it has the diamond distributors ordering code so if you Mm -hmm. and your lunar ordering code so if you want to call your comic shop and say hey can you order this book you can just give them you know that information is right there. We even have our UPC numbers on there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we put all that stuff on there because we want to make it as easy for you to get that book from wherever you want to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, We are happy to send you to a retailer, to a local retailer, um, but failing that you don't want to go in there or you don't have one that's near you. Um, You can, you can then order it from us, but the, but you know, because there are different channels where shops can order from, I don't know which shops would prefer to order from diamond versus lunar versus order direct from me. So, um, so we try to give them those, those options. We also have a comic book store locator um, mm-hmm. on our, which is not something that we created. That is something that is given out to most publishers and, and places. So, so we have that on our site as well. So if you want to go, is there a retailer near me? You can click on that and find out. Mm-hmm. Um that's so that's what we do. but I don't think most I don't think most publishers do that have all of that information like as clearly laid out as we do. Um, but again, we do that again in good faith. like go ahead and buy it from the from the retailer. They have paid us for it already. so buy it from them, support local. you know, like we're we're all we're all in on that. Um, but if that's not what you prefer, then we're happy to sell it to you directly.
0: okay. Okay. Now, and when we're talking about distribution channels, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't talk about when they're talking about this kind of stuff, um, because like just today, there was an article in Publishers Weekly that said adult graphic novel sales in bookstores was down like 20, 22% from 2022, which 2022 was like a historically high year because it was like the last year of the huge push in COVID um, related book sales. But what they don't really talk about is how much you get as a publisher or a creator from each distribution channel. Because it's not like if your book is $4.99, that you get $4.99, whether it's crowdfunded or in the direct market or in bookstores or you know, from your own website. So Andy, can you talk a little bit about what, what you make from each book depending on the distribution channel that it's in?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the rule of thumb is that you're probably going to make somewhere between 30 and 40%. You're probably going to get paid by the distributor if they're selling the book. Somewhere between 30 and 40% of the retail price. Mm-hmm. So just to make the math easy, you've got a $10 book. Right, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get paid somewhere between three and four dollars for that, and out of that three or three to four dollars, you have to pay for the printing, the shipping, the creative costs that go into it, the people to do the design, all of that. So you've got to sell enough of these books at three or four dollars to add up to paying all of those people and paying for all of those services and and products. Um, which is not very easy to do. Um, in fact, it is quite difficult to do if you do not have household name type characters, or franchises, and things like that. Hmm. Um, so, and, you know, for us, like we do create our own books. So we pay a royalty to the creator on every comic or book that we sell. So, you know, that's another bite out of that 30 to 40% that automatically goes to the creators, um, you know, which just cuts in a little further. So the way that the, the, the best way to make money doing this is to get enough orders that a, it covers your costs, but the higher, the order numbers, the bigger your print run, the bigger your print run, the lower, the cost per unit that you print gets. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I mean by that is if I only print a thousand units of the book, it may cost me of a of a comic that might cost me, you know, somewhere just south of a dollar per unit. But if I print three thousand, it'll probably cost me um, twenty to thirty cents less per unit. My overall bill will go up because I'm paying for three thousand instead of one thousand, but I'm paying much less per unit that way. Mm-hmm. And so that makes that means that for every sale, I'm capturing like 20 cents more or whatever mm-hmm. you know it might be so the, the 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 real thing is like it's not helpful to have a bunch of in fact it can it can sink you if you have a bunch of comics that don't sell well but you've got 10 of them you know let's say you've got 10 that sell a thousand each uh you are probably going to make a lot more money if you have one that sells five thousand
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: um in fact, you may be losing money. at <laughs> You're probably losing money at ten, selling a thousand each. But, but just like you know, just for sort of illustration purposes, one project that does very well is is much better than than several projects that do okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that that actually parallels um, historic trends in the entertainment industry in general, not just comics, right. but in music and film and books. There's the publishers and the the major companies are always looking for that one blockbuster because it's going to cover the eight to 10 or 20 projects that just did okay or underperformed. And that makes them the money. And you talked about, now you talked about what happens like percentages in like direct market. Is that the same percentages for bookstore and for crowdfunding and right yeah that
1: 30 30 to 40 percent is kind of across the is kind of across the board um crowdfunding can be different uh because you can do more like collectible type projects there where you might charge more like i might pay more per unit but i might charge significantly more per unit Mm -hmm. for something on crowdfunding so crowdfunding is kind of its own animal in that regard um but um but yeah for 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 a distribution channel where there is a a a third party entity a distributor that is distributing Mm -hmm. fairly widely right substantial Mm -hmm. numbers to other to other retail um those are probably around 30 to 40 percent hopefully closer to 40 closer to 40 in most cases but but certainly not in all
0: Okay, so I guess the last question I will ask is, how does how does uh, companies like Amazon fit into all this, or do they fit into it at all?
1: So, for the most part, we sell our books to Amazon through our book store distributor. So mm-hmm. the bookstore distributor will sell to Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and they just treat Amazon like a like a another large bookseller. Um, okay. And they they sell the independent bookstores too, but you know, sort of those are sort of your your big ones. I'm so old that I reflect reflexively still want to throw Borders in there, even though they haven't been around for like 15 years.
0: Yeah, don't yeah don't do Borders because yeah. there's nothing to yes nothing to talk about.
1: No no one knows <laughs> no one knows what that is anymore. I just used to, I worked at Borders for, for mm-hmm, like,
0: well okay. I for a long for a little while I worked at like Walden Books, so I get it. Okay, I get yeah, it. there you go. Okay, so now that we've actually explained how old we are. Let's recap by saying <laughs> there are many distri- different distribution channels for your comic. Just keep in mind that spreading out your book among different distribution channels may be a good way to hedge your bets In ter- instead of sinking all of your prospects into one channel. Just understand that each distribution channel has its own time frame of when you're going to get paid and the amount that you're going to get paid may differ from channel to channel depending on the specifics of that channel and who actually takes their cut when you're actually breaking down your profit and loss statement um that's gonna wrap up um this first episode for 2024 the links to some of the things that we were talking about especially the publisher's weekly article will be in the show notes along with a link for you to get one month free membership for Comics Connection. Um, until next time, I'm Gamal. Andy, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to jump in and say, you know, just as you were talking about Comics Connection, I've been writing uh, uh piece by piece, I've been writing a, a whole like long, very detailed. Uh, piece in for a comics connection members on distribution channels like really going through and concretely defining what they all are who the major players are, how it works, um, how to get involved. How to integrate it in in different ways. So like you know, when we talk about comics connection, this is the type of stuff that we talk about in terms of like there is very real value. Like if this is something you want to do from a business perspective, we do the same sort of, sorts of things on craft as well for writing and drawing comics. But since I happen to be doing distribution at the moment, uh, as we go along, I figured I'd chime in and and plug that.
0: Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of resources that we have on distribution. We have several video lessons that we've done on each of the individual distribution channels and if once you join comics connection you get a copy of the business of independent comic book publishing which goes in depth into distribution as part of the long larger um, comic book publishing process so all of those links will be down in the show notes so you can get your one month free and check out all the resources we have available but until then andy Thank you. Thank you guys for listening and have fun with your comments.